Good morning, everybody. Do you hear me? Yes. Right. Well, <laughs> it was such a pleasant surprise to get uh, Harry's call this morning around 8 o'clock. I didn't even take the call until he started recording the message because I, I, I didn't recognize the name. But uh, uh, you remember when, whenever I have opportunity to teach the class what I say, uh, how I feel, like a kid in a candy store. <laughs> And probably the candy is most sweet or sweetest when it's a surprise, unexpected. <laughs> and so I really appreciate this uh, this opportunity. But uh, uh, we have a Gujarati fellowship that we meet once a month, every last Saturday of the month. But because of the COVID, we are not able to meet there. But instead of that, now we meet every Friday evening on Zoom. So a few weeks ago, I uh, started a series uh, whenever I have my opportunity to uh, series on a book of Psalms. And so when Harry called me, I said, I thought, well, something I have here already, so we'll share with the class. Uh, except that it's in Gujarati. So let me read it in Gujarati just to give you some taste of the language. <laughs> તેમ પાપોની કબૂલાત ક્ષમા યાચના અને પાપોની માફી છે તેમ ઈશ્વરના ઉપકાર માટે આભાર સ્તુતિ છે તેમ સંકટમાં સહાય માટે ઈશ્વરને પોકાર છે જસ્ટ ગીવ યુ ટેસ્ટ ઓફ હાવ ગુજરાતી સાઉન્ડ સમ ઓફ અસ હેવ બીન લાઈક ફ્લોઇડ ઇન યુગાન્ડા હેવ બીન ઇન ઓવરસીઝ એન્ડ 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 હર્ડ હાવ અધર લેંગ્વેજ ઇઝ સાઉન્ડ બટ મોસ્ટ ઓફ અસ I uh, do not have that opportunity. Well, uh, so to begin on, a, so I thought whenever I have opportunity with uh, our class, I will carry that out, Book of Psalms. But I did not expect that when would be this morning when I got a call at eight o'clock. <laughs> But I'm delighted to have this opportunity. So let us have a, just a brief word of prayer. Father, we thank you so much for your word that you have given us, that directs us a light to our lamp, a light to our path that directs our every step so that we can walk in your way and the blessings that you have in store for us, we can receive and we can be blessing to people around us. Thank you for this opportunity to look into your word and pray, Father, that you will bring into our lives through your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, Book of Psalms is probably one of the most uh, familiar or most uh, beloved books of the whole Bible. Uh, let me read an introduction that is given in this uh, book. If you are familiar with this, this is a student Bible. And uh, he, it's, it's a beautiful, he gives up notes by Philip Yancey. He gives blobs here and there, but the introduction says here at the very center of the Bible are songs rising up like a tune from its heart. They capture the innermost thoughts and prayers of Old Testament people 
and they still speak directly to our hearts. For every emotion and mood, you can find a psalm to match. The psalms wrestle with the deepest sorrow and ask God the hardest questions about suffering and injustice. Their voice is refreshingly spontaneous. They do not tip flowery compliments toward God, but they cry out to him or shout for joy before him. After you read these Psalms, you can't think of the Old Testament as dry and rule-bound, nor is the Old Testament God distant and impersonal. In almost every Psalm, you find the presence of God, not as a philosophical principle, but as an active, strong, and loving ruler, a God who makes a difference in life. So the book of Psalms, we are most familiar. And of course, the very first Psalm, Psalm 1, is also one of the most familiar. Most of us probably even can recite it from memory. And so we would just go over that Psalm and see how the Lord wants to impress on our hearts. Um, before that, we, before we look into it, let me read that. This is familiar, and yet it's good to read. <clears throat> How blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. He will be like a tree firmly planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit <coughs> uh, in its season, <coughs> and its leaf does not wither in whatever he does. Think about that. In whatever he does, he prospers. The wicked are not so. But they are like chaff with the wind, which the wind drives away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. Uh, you may be familiar that this is not the only place in the Bible that speaks about this. Let me read a couple of, bring a couple of other passages to your attention from the Bible. Psalm 92, just three verses. The righteous man will flourish like the palm tree. He will grow like a cedar in Lebanon, planted in the house of the Lord, they will flourish in the courts of our God. They will still yield fruit in old age. They shall be full of sap and very green. Jeremiah chapter 17, 5 to 8. Thus says the Lord, Cursed is the man who trusts in mankind and makes flesh his strength. 
and whose heart turns away from the Lord, for he will be like a bush in the desert, and will not see when prosperity comes, but will live in stony wastes in the wilderness, a land of salt without inhabitant. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, and whose trust is the Lord. For he will be like a tree planted by the water that extends its roots by a stream and will not fear when the heat comes, but its leaves will be green and it will not be anxious in a year of drought nor cease to yield fruit. And so several places in, in the Bible, not just Psalm 1, there are these blessings and also we can say the curses. And both these kinds of lives are presented side by side. One side is the righteous or the one who lives the life that is pleasing to the Lord. And the other side are the wicked. Of course, the psalm does not define here who the righteous are from our New Testament perspective. It's not the righteous that are basing their righteousness or self-righteousness, we would say. But the righteous in the Old Testament, we would say, are those who have trusted the Lord, who have come into the relationship with the Lord, and whose desire is to live life that is pleasing to the Lord, and they are blessed. And, and the Bible over and over and over again, it emphasizes that it is good and blessing to live life according to the rules and principles that God has laid down before us. Because the choice, the other choice is not good. And as we live in this culture, we see the results of the, in the lives of people who make wrong choices. And so the book of Psalm, actually Psalm 1 is the introduction of the whole book. So the book of Psalm presents these both lives, life that is blessed, lived in the blessing of the Lord, and life that is cursed, lived with, uh, without the Lord, away from the Lord. And so in this very first Psalm, we would see four things. Life in the world, life of the world, and life of blessing, and finally life that we choose. The life in the world is in verse 2. We will go verse 2 first, and then we will come back to verse 1. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. Of course, the whole book of Psalms, actually the whole Bible is written for believers. It's not written for the people of the world. world. Uh, as as uh, Paul writes that the every scripture is inspired. It is profitable for teaching, rebuking, correcting, so that the man of God is thoroughly equipped for every good thing. 
And so the whole book of Psalms is written to the believers, but even to the believers, we have choices. You can go one way or the other. And so here he's talking about, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. The law of the Lord is something that we cherish, something that we enjoy, something that we delight in. We know Psalm 119. That's a beautiful, the longest chapter in the whole Bible, the beautiful poetry that expresses the love for the Lord. You know, that's one uh, psalm that uh, is written acrostically. Every stanza made of eight verses each begins with uh, Hebrew alphabet, uh, Aleph, Beth, and so on. And so first eight verses begin with Aleph, and every verse of that, each of that eight begins with uh, Aleph. And so 22 alphabets, 8 each, so 176 psalms. A beautiful psalm or poem expressing the love for the Lord. People of the Lord delight in the law of the Lord, and the delight is expressed in the life, the life that we live. The life we live is the life according to the rules that God has placed before us, and that life is expressed in life. And so this is the life of word, life in the word. And the second part begins the life of the word. What kind of life it would be that shows that we live according to the word of God? And that is given in first, uh, first verse. How blessed is the man, negatively and positively. How blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of the scoffers. You know, the Bible uses the word walk as a lifestyle. And so here he, it is uh, expressing that same thing. Here is that he does not walk. So, and then stand, and then sit. It's a progression of life. We, many of us go take a morning walk. You are walking, and uh, you come across somebody, you start talking with the person, and you enjoy the talk, so you just stand there, and then you decide you like so much. So there's a bench in the park, you just sit down, and you just talk and talk. And so that's a progression. It does not, be the, the life that crumbles, the tree that falls, it does not fall right away, but it has rottenness has started from the long time and a sudden breeze that brings the tree down. The, the sinful life begins with small things. The foxes that destroy, that come into the holes and destroy life. And, and so it begins with walk and then again stand and, and sit. But the life that is in the Lord, it does not it does not. And so the, the major thing is that when we live by the law, 
that would show up in our life. We live by the rules, the willing by our convictions, and our convictions are not based on the culture that we see around or the things that we hear from people or watch on our TVs, but things that we read and study and meditate and internalize from the law of the Lord, and that shows us, shows up in our daily life. We would just not do certain things because that would be against our principles. We live by principles. We live by convictions. And our convictions are based on the truth of the word of God. So how blessed is the man? The word blessed means life is filled with joy. Life is filled with peace. How blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand in the path of the sinners, nor sit in the seat of scoffers. So the life in the world shows up life of the world. And the third thing, that results in life of blessing. Beautiful imagery here. Psalmist presence. He will be like a tree formerly planted in by the streams of water, which yields its fruit in a season, and its leaf does not wither, and in whatever he does, he prospers. It's a beautiful imagery. So let me point out four things, the life of the blessing. Life of... Uh, it's a life of success. Can you imagine? He said, whatever he does, he prospers. It's a life of success. If we live by the word of God, whatever endeavor we take, we would be successful. Think about that. If you are in a business, and if you are following the principles of the word of God, honesty, integrity, your business will be successful. If you are in a job and you follow your principles of the word of God, do not cheat, be honest, faithful to your employer, you will be recognized. recognized. Even we talk about the persecution in the world of Christians, for, and yet there are the examples that we see that when you live by the word of God, people, even if they do not like, but they will recognize that you are the person who will not do certain things and you will be successful. You will be recognized. Joseph, like Old Testament, that comes to my mind, he suffered because of, he wanted to do right. But ultimately, he succeeded. You know, he, he came all the way to the top of the nation's second as a ruler. God will bless you whatever you are doing if you are doing it according to his word, according to his rules and principles. Life of success 
uh, whatever he does, uh, you will be successful. Remember Joshua, God, uh, when Moses uh, passed away, the baton was passed to Joshua, and the word came to God. He says, let not this word depart from your mouth, but do whatever accordingly, then you will be successful and prosperous. We are not following the Lord so that we will be rich and prosperous. But if we are following the Lord, we will never hunger. We will never lack. We will never have to suffer lack or want. Just like Psalm 23, he provides for his people. The life lived according to the word of God is life of success. Secondly, it's a life of joy and peace. We have covered Psalm 55 verses 10 to 12 and the verse 12. It says, you will go out with joy and be led forth in peace. So much so that, so that the mountains and hills burst out in song before you, and the trees of the field clap their hands. There is something when we do things according to the word of God and live life according to the word of God that gives us peace and joy. Jesus promised his disciples that peace I live with you, not as the world gives. See, the psalm is giving, giving us two alternatives. Not as the world gives. Only Jesus, the peace that passeth understanding. Paul talks about that in Philippians 4. He said that you have peace that passeth understanding. What does it mean, peace that passeth understanding? You have peace in a circumstances, kind of circumstances that people would wonder, how can you have peace like that? Peace that passeth understanding is ours when we live according to the word of God. Joy and peace is ours. Life of joy and peace. And life, and finally life of no regret. When we come at the end of our life and we look back, we would be able to see if we have lived according to the word of God, like Paul, I've run the race, I've finished the course. And what he's talking about, the crown of righteousness. What does he mean? David, in one of his psalms, says that I have lived life according to your word. And Psalm 139, he begins that you know me, you have searched my heart, and you, you know me. God, you know me. And, and, and the life that I have lived pleasing to the Lord at the end of our life, and we look back, we would have no regret. One of the greatest blessing of living life according to the word of God is life of no regret. Peace and joy, life of no regret, life of success. Who would be who will not want to live this kind of life? One of the Psalms says that fool has said there is no God. Psalm 14 and 53. Fool has said there is no God. And it would be fool 
who not want to choose this life. God has given us his law and that law directs our path, lights our path, so that we walk into that path and be blessed and be blessed. And there is a great blessing. And so the life in the world, he delights in the law of the Lord, he meditates in day and night. And the life of the world that we do, we live according to the principles of the word of God and not do the things that the world does. And life of blessing, life of success, life of joy and peace, life no a life of no regret. Finally, the life we choose. And this is the rest of the Psalms that he talks about. What kind of life? The book of Psalms, as I said, gives us the two choices. One is the life that is blessed. One is the life that is cursed. The wicked are not so. Again, if the righteous is not the self-righteous, the wicked are the ones who have said there is no God and we want to live according to our ways. We, like Pharaoh, like Moses went to, went and told that, that, that God has told us. He said, who is God? <laughs> I, I, I thought I was God. And people live according to their ways. Those are the ones that all that Psalms talks about. Uh, wicked, wicked not, are not so, but they are like chaff, which the wind drives away. The word Ecclesiastes is using is vanity, and that's the word chaff here is vain life meaningless life. Uh, Ecclesiastes chapter 2, Solomon looks back to his life and he says, that I build palaces, I build parks, and, 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 and I accumulated, accumulated wealth, and I had many, many, many wives, and I enjoyed life. But when I looked back and saw all the things that I had done, Behold, it was vanity and nothing gained under the sun. That's the chaff is. But they are like chaff which the wind drives away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. That's the other choice. That's the other choice. We believers live according to the word of God, but once in a while, if we stray away from that, we would suffer the consequences. And those consequences will be the same upon this earth, not after in the other life, it's different. But on this life, the consequences of sin are the same for believer and unbeliever. If I fall from the fifth story of building, it does not make any difference whether I am believer or not. 
the same way the rules that God has laid down for this life are same for believers and unbelievers. But the believers would follow and enjoy. Unbelievers would run headlong and be destroyed. And for us, it's the choice. Nothing that we would do would help us if we do not follow the word of God. It says, for the Lord knows the way of the righteous. There is accounting at the end. But the way of the wicked will perish. I thought, that is, did you know, notice that? He said, for the Lord knows, but the second line, does he not know the word uh, the, the way of the wicked? It's for the Lord knows the way of the righteous. He does. He also knows the way of the wicked. But there is a more meaning in that word know than know that we think of. When he talks about the Lord knows the way of the wicked, that means he realizes that we are sinful people. He realized this, that we are made of dust. He realized this, that we falter and we fall. But he realizes that our, if our heart is right, then he approves that and he blesses us. So God knows our ways and God blesses us according to that, those our ways. Because he knows at the end of life, when I stand before God, he would know my life and I, 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 I feel so confident and blessed that he would not judge me accordingly, uh, according to uh, the, the small things that we mess up with, but according to the, the, the judge, according to the righteousness that we have received, uh, in the Lord, through the Lord, through our life in the Lord, and he will bless us. Uh, as some of you know that we, Violet and I, are working in the uh, producing Bible commentaries in Gujarati, and this time, and during these days, I'm working on Book of John, and just last, last Friday, uh, working on chapter 17. You know, chapter 17 of Book of John is the Lord's Prayer. And he prays for himself, verses 1 to 5, and, and then verse 6, he starts praying for the disciples. The longest prayer is for his disciples, 6 to 19. A phrase, I, I just finished, that was the last phrase that I did on Friday. Uh, uh, that, that blew me up. He, he, he speaks about, he prays for these 11 disciples. He says, Lord, these are yours. You have given them to me. I'm not praying for the world, but I'm praying for these because these are yours and you have given to them to me and they have believed and they know that I have come from you. And the phrase he uses that, I have been glorified through them. Can you imagine I have been glorified through them. And I thought, 
what greater blessing can there be than Lord say for anyone of us I have been glorified in him or in her these disciples <laughs> they left the Lord alone they ran away Mark describes without giving his name in his chapter in his gospel at the end there was a young man that followed him and any when they captured him they, he left his cloth and and ran over naked Peter denied him three times but the Lord knows and and before all that happens he says this is not yet happened cross and all that and before all that happens he says I have been glorified through them because they have believed in me and they will serve me so those are the two things they have believed in me and they have given their life in my service you know the greatest epitaph that anyone any believer can have on his thumb the Lord was glorified through him the Lord was glorified through him or through her that is the greatest compliment that anyone any believer can receive and that would be if we follow the word of God how blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked nor stand in the path of sinners nor sit in the seat of scoffers but his delight is in the law of the Lord and in his law he meditates day and night he will be like a tree firmly planted by the streams of water which yields its fruit in its season its leaf does not wither and whatever he does he prospers and that's the choice that God has given us Moses writes in his farewell message this day I call the heavens and earth as witnesses against you that I have set before you life and death blessings and curses now choose life so that you and your children may live and that you may love the Lord your God listen to his voice and hold fast to him for the Lord is your life what a blessing what a blessing we are blessed the Lord has brought us into his family Lord has given us his law and his word and we have this opportunity to study it read it memorize it but most of all follow it in our life and we are the greatest we are the people who have the greatest blessing of all and who would not choose that let us pray father thank you for your word that you've given us and you have not left us in dark your word your word that lights our path so that we can walk in your step and 
live accordingly so that we are blessed, we enjoy the joy and peace and success in our life. But most of all, our life is pleasing to you and you are glorified through our life. Thank you for Jesus and for bringing us into your relationship through his death on the cross and giving us your word. And Father, we pray that continue to guide us in your path and bless us and make us blessing. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen.